listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. We are a general interest independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. This year, because of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had to close our store and cancel in-person events. But Skylight is your neighborhood bookstore, and we are finding ways to create community even while we're far apart. In the coming weeks, we'll be putting out lots of new audio content to help you discover new books, connect with authors, and check in with your favorite booksellers. To learn more about how you can help keep Skylight alive, please visit our website at skylightbooks.com or check out our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Mandy Harris-Williams. I'm an artist and a theorist and um, a writer. And I also work as programming director of the Women's Center for Creative Work, which is a feminist arts organization in Los Angeles, in Frogtown. What's this book club that you're starting? Okay, so the book club, um, it's actually... It's definitely like a piece of like passion work. So I'm really excited to be a part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. My first week that I arrived at, um, that I arrived at Women's Center for Creative Work, we got a call from Feminist AI, um, which is actually like a feminist kind of like coding and technology organization um, Mm -hmm. with like a heavy emphasis on like hands-on and making um, projects and interactions. Um, and they actually got their start um, at our Glover Street site, which is pretty oh, nice circle, um, to be partnering with them now. Yeah. Um, and they asked, they called and asked if we would want to be involved with this project, which at the time I think it was a little bit more nebulous, um, but it was around algorithms of oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I've like been really curious about or interested in early on in my tenure with Women's Center for Creative Work is like, mm-hmm. Um, building explorable models. So we have the Feminist Organizations Handbook, um, which we're looking to update as soon as possible. Um, But in in a way, it it becomes this sort of like process guide or curriculum, if you will. Yeah. I'm really interested in building curriculum. I'm actually, um, I have like a master's degree from, uh, for teaching. So like, I'm very much used to kind of like picking a curricular goal and backwards planning what happens in order to meet that curricular goal. Yeah, and I really appreciate that angle uh, for the work that you've been doing. I feel like one of the first events that I went to that you organized was the salon. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was one of like the first uh, instances of like alternative education I guess Mm -hmm. this one in particular was kind of focused on like 
Afro-Latinidad. Mm -hmm. um, and I really just liked having like a forum for people to share their histories, like their, their own personal archives. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's very like anti-institutional, I think. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's really, um, it's kind of, it's tough. I come from like a very, very academic background. Like my parents always instilled in me that education would be kind of the ticket um, to liberation. And, you know, when you get into the academy, right, it's, you realize that you're a bit far away from kind of the communities that you aim to serve or mm -hmm. like the, the practitioners even. And it can be really like, it can get really theoretical and removed. And I think it's always been like, it's always been very much in my wheelhouse to be like, oh, I could go get another degree. But I also like fear, um, I fear like going to get another degree and becoming completely non-understandable. <laughs> like, mm. I don't want to just like learn to talk better jargon. I want to figure out how to like hold conversations about difficult topics. Um, I think even in like a lot of my artwork, um, they're like these pieces that bring a difficult topic of conversation into a space of conversation um, or easier conversation or like maybe a more entertaining or absurd version of conversation. Like, um, you know, I think about like video work I've done, like The Worst Witch, which is like very serious topics, but it's like, I'm just talking with a cat. <laughs> I'm like a witch talking with a cat. So I think that my personal mission, and it's both creative and also like community organizing, mm -hmm. um, is to like have difficult conversations, get people the information that they need. Um, and I think also, especially with um, these algorithms, algorithms that are both telling us how much we are liked um, and also telling us, like, telling courts how long our prison sentences should be, that it's, like, really important wow. to understand um, kind of, like, the, the way that we are being received in these, in these, on these platforms, whether those are search platforms, social media platforms, um, dating apps, right? Like, yeah. um, I think we're all either trying to get some sort of information or connection, and what we sometimes don't see is that the means by which we would get that are kind of built by people sometimes that are not interested in black or indigenous or queer trans people getting information or love so i think it's definitely times to um to really understand what it means like what an algorithm is mm -hmm. imagine ways that we could build them um in our own image imagine ways that they could mirror um you know, some of the strengths of our community organizing um, as is. I mean, you think about something like Black Lives Matter or you think about something like Arab Spring and mm -hmm. like these are major liberation movements that have taken place um, in, a, in a lots of ways um, or been organized in lots of ways or disseminated in lots of ways on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a space that we really need to think about critically and, and be willing to at least have the information to know how to defend ourselves. Exactly. I was watching a talk, um, your talk in Portland. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned Arab Spring in that talk. You say that it, it, it's not something that we could possibly replicate. Yeah, I mean, what, I don't What think... were you trying to, like, yeah, I, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, I think that the internet 
I think that's the sort of thing that like governments don't allow to happen mm-hmm. another time. I think they realize like, um, you know, for instance, like black identity extremist was created by the FBI kind of in response to Black Lives Matter, right? In response to this like black online organizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know- Which is something like, that you had in your bio at right. the time. Yeah, exactly. So like, um, I think that was when you, obviously I was like kind of just trolling that whole yeah. um, definition, but I think what it, what it gives platforms the kind of, right to do is to kind of over police those communities Mm -hmm. um, over police revolutionary communities and that's exactly what governments want to do so um even though governments don't directly regulate Mm -hmm. um, social media i think social media also wants to free itself from that regulation by kind of staying in line with how Mm -hmm. the government defines um somebody who should not be amplified yeah um and so like I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not very well versed in um, exactly what the kind of government regulations are now um, in response to Arab Spring, but I know that even within the course of that movement, um, many activists and organizers found themselves silenced on Twitter. So I think it really also like doesn't take that much time to get, you know, to to silence somebody's account. It's really just a matter of a few Yeah, it's just suspending it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about this like hyper-regulation, hyper-censorship um, in relation to like the current moment in terms of like discussions on this move from like in real life organizing or like IRL events to like solely existing within um, online spaces. Yeah, how, how has this current moment kind of changed or like added insight to uh, your thought on on how people interact with this medium yeah I mean I think it's just really obvious um it seems to be really obvious that we need connection online more than anything at this time and yet Mm -hmm. um in the first I guess what's really scary is um I guess a week a week before Super Tuesday, um, and through maybe a couple of weeks ago, folks were and this is people who I've been in community with for years who have talked about oh I can sense that my account is shadow banned again you know mm-hmm. um, tends to be people who are like um, either black queer trans sex workers. Mm-hmm. Those are like the particularly, um, unlike full-bodied and fat people, um, those tend to be like the groups that are mostly censored um, mm-hmm. on like in the communities that I'm a part of. Um, and I think obviously like a lot of those people are artists, a lot of those people are underrepresented artists. So like the idea that there are voices now in this time where we're learning about how to take care of those who experience greater precarity Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not getting the best caretaking, like access to the best caretaking modalities, um, which is scary. Um, there's been like a lot of discussion about how like disabled people live this life. Like, yeah. you know, people who are immunocompromised know exactly what to do. And meanwhile, I'm looking at many of the um, disabled 
advocacy or disabled justice pages that I know somewhat shadow ban um, mm -hmm. and complaining about not being able to reach their audiences, even their audiences, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty scary to think about the fact that like the have nots are, are still being minimized um, in a time where not only our caretaking wisdom, which is like bullshit that that should be our only um, avenue, right? Mm -hmm. By which people should hear us. Um, mm -hmm. But also just our ability to connect, our ability to make money, like they're all being diminished. And, and now I guess like it's wild. They're making like, these uh, pay to play Facebook lives now. Mm. Um, and they're also, I guess like a lot of these companies have been pay to play, right? They're sponsored advertisement. I know I'm kind of like spiraling. No, it's fine. It's just directly to your point, but. I think those are all like valid fears. Um, yeah. I, I've been thinking about how like kind of reliance on these social media outlets kind of has like exasperated the presence of like commerce like everything I feel like I'm being sold things constantly yeah and like the need to have these uh like the need for visibility is somehow intrinsically like tied to like selling a product it's like it's like tricky though because it's like a livelihood for most people but there's also like companies that are right it's like the coexistence of people as subjects and companies as like these entities like coexisting with right. people like it's i don't know it's really strange it's really interesting too because um i mean not i think with algorithms of oppression, it's very focused on like search platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's funny because uh, Professor Noble writes, you know, by the time any book about Google is published, it's immediately outdated, right? Mm. Um, and I, th I think yes and no. I mean, I think the, the terrifying thing is that a lot of, a lot of the things that uh, Professor Noble wrote about didn't get corrupted for at least a year or two to come. Um, but I think in terms of the book being updated um well or... I guess specifically I'm thinking about like this one instance where the auto tagging um the auto tagging feature in 2015 the auto tagging feature was like confusing black people for gorillas on google platforms and um they didn't fix that until professor noble uh published the book in 2017 google didn't fix this until 2018. What? They removed gorillas as an auto tagging. No, <laughs> like they couldn't what? make the AI not racist, <laughs> so they just took away the category. Yeah, it's That's wild. ridiculous. It's really wild. Um, but even like you know, so search is still a problem. People are still doing this for white teenagers, for black teenagers um, mm -hmm. stuff, and I think also like. You know, you think about nonprofits or mutual aids, right? Like, what is their SEO? Like, do mutual aids have the money to pay for SEO? Mm. Um, so then you think about what are like more social platforms, and then that kind of knocks the discussion into social media. And I think we're still very much at the beginning of. And I know there's lots of studies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not. I don't choose to stay in the academy and keep up with those studies. Um, Although I do consider myself an expert practitioner and like kind of have my own theses that are developing um, as I interact with social media platforms. But I definitely mm -hmm. think that now is the time to just build like a cohort 
cohort expertise for those um, you know, black and indigenous people of color, especially um, queer and trans people, especially mm -hmm. full body people, especially the people who are seeing themselves really silenced on these platforms that are more social um, or romance oriented, especially. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's definitely time to kind of use the previous research to kind of extrapolate and think about how that applies to um, especially social media in a time where we're needing connection more than ever. Yeah. How did you, how did you, uh, how did you come across with algorithms of oppression? Uh, I feel like you've uh, been in conversation with that text for probably two a few years. years. Yeah. yeah. The front, well, I think I started Brown Up Your Feed before algorithms of oppression, but by the time I got into that work, I was starting to get all these, you know, recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, Professor Nagel's book, Ruha, uh, Professor Ruha Benjamin's book, um, several others. I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky and fortunate that people um, who are in like tech studies uh, and media studies are like wanting to supply me with lots of reading. Um, I'm very un <laughs> unfortunate in that it's still, you know, hyper-capitalist world and I can't keep up with it all. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that this text um, in particular I think not only is it still relevant in in too many ways, um, but I I kind of like that it's not um, not squarely my practice because it gives me some room to kind of grow and extend the field of study, um, mm. and I I also I mean I think I think it's in as much as Google has been around for some uh, a little bit longer than. Um, a lot of these other companies where we're starting to be concerned about algorithms it's just a really like it's eponymous like we we treat google almost as though it's like the um like the library of congress you know like it is mm -hmm. it's definitely like a really important ground groundwork um yeah for thinking about the rest of the field but i i, I think it's like uh it's one entry among many and, and also i think you know like Professor Noble's work is not done in the field too. So I think she's looking to extend um, where we go from this book. Have you been collaborating um, with them um, directly? I was, I was really fortunate to meet Professor Noble in February and we'd been following each other on a couple of platforms for a while and like, oh, I fangirled. That's so sweet. knew <laughs> my work and I was like, Oh, 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 what are you talking about my work oh. um, but we've been having like you know a very like co-productive um interaction around promoting the book club um she's super busy right now so i'm hoping i'm thinking that we'll probably get her to be a guest uh, to do a session throughout the book club i'm not entirely yeah. sure when that is um, and also this, like, just for anybody who's listening at home, like, this is very much a boat that is being built as it is sailing. Like, we've, we want to give the people, like, the best access to, you know, voices that can communicate these topics um, in a really knowledgeable but also, like, understandable way. And so, like, if mm -hmm. there's folks out there who are listening to this and, like, you know, dying to get some, uh, some teaching in, Please do. Do you want to, uh, yeah, say your handle? My handle? No. Or your email? <laughs> um, 
the uh, I'm off of uh, everything now. Oh, okay. I'm on protest for the next couple of days, but my email is Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> w.us um, so if you'd like to be a more structured part of the book club please do let us know um, alternatively you can just go ahead and join us our first meeting is may 19th uh, from five to seven and it is you can you can find it through women's center for creative work we'll also include the link in the bio for this podcast episode yeah, perfect is there anything else you wanted to ask me Hmm. I guess I was just wondering, like, how, how has this transition um, to the Women's Center, how has that been? Um, it's been great. I mean, I, I do have to say, like, by the time I learned how to do my job, this happened, yeah. Yeah. like, pretty much the day that I felt like, I'm killing it at this job <laughs> um, and felt really secure in it that I like basically had to cancel our, one of our larger, you know, uh, events. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I started on January 6th and then we made the decision to like not really host events mm-hmm. um, on March 11th. And that was in advance of our, uh, our, chat with um kimberly drew and ari fitz that was sponsored by meandy so it was definitely this moment where we were doing something like pretty new and yeah. exciting and so to have to like cancel that <laughs> um was pretty like frustrating so it's mm-hmm. been weird because it's like by the time i got up and running i kind of feel like it's a new thing to adjust to i think now i'm looking at like what does it really take to um make this a program that works online and I think Mm -hmm. you know there were aspirations in advance of that and I think it's it's kind of tragic and I I won't like couch it and like well we wanted to be more accessible in the first place like Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is that we weren't and this gives us an opportunity to really like double down on like that need like people need community um, whether Mm -hmm. they can to the center or not people Mm -hmm. need programs that uplift them or teach them whether they can make it to the center or not um and so this really gives us an opportunity to do that it is like an extra an early like learning hurdle you know platforms and try new stuff out manage security even um but hopefully our community will like show up and give feedback and um just kind of help us as we figure out how to like be differently yeah i really like the uh film series that alima God, we have another one. She's going to curate another one. Oh, perfect. For June. And then I think we'll probably end up doing a film series for, I think, like, I don't see why we wouldn't do it every month now. Yeah. It's a really great way to, like, engage. Like, we don't have much of a, like, film practice, um, but we have lots of people in, like, media, TV, and film. So it was a really cool way to engage those folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, yeah, we'll definitely keep it going either this month, next two months, or maybe just in perpetuity. Cool. Well, I don't want to keep you for too long. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I really appreciate you um, reaching out to schedule it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Thank you for agreeing. And I hope you have a nice day. And it's hopefully not so stressful.
Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon. I see.